Hey everyone, how you doing? It's time for the PDG Advertising Podcast, episode 36, 37, not 100% sure, but it's one of them. Welcome. Yes, after some flicking of pages and looking back over time, this is the PDG Advertising Podcast, 37, and ah, what a great day. So, uh, this morning um, at 3am we got a letter of intent from a customer that has been going through our sales process and just looks like a really good fit and someone who we're going to, I think, go on a very long journey with and what a long journey means with PDG Advertising is a journey where both of us make money, more so the customer makes money. Um, I think maybe this customer was sold on our determination to get to a point of five times return on ad spend. I think that's what tipped them over the edge. Now, we don't guarantee and we we never can guarantee because there's too many factors, but being in the position right now, today, um, on Tuesday, the 18th of June, 2019, and being able to sit with a repertoire of customers that are making a solid return on investment at times of over um, 10 times ROS, sometimes in the ridiculous levels of like 200 times ROS, but... Um, you know, we're going to have to look at that. I get really excited whenever I see things like that, like, you know, 200 times spend um, being returned to my customers. But um, does that mean that we're doing something wrong? <laughs> does that mean that we're not investing the right opportunities or we're not scaling up properly? Um, I think that's what it could mean. Um, for one of our customers that, you know, has been doing really well recently, I uh, sent an email today saying, look, it's time to push the button and time to scale. And that's always an exciting um, moment for me and for the customer. More hiccups on the PDG Advertising Podcast. Can you believe it? And we, um, yeah, so I think this new customer was sold on the dedication to ROS. And look, that's what we're here to do. We're here to relentlessly, relentlessly focus on return on investment for customers. I figured out that that's the only thing that they matter about, that they care about. It's the only thing that keeps customers coming back and it's the only thing that keeps customers spending more and that's how we turn those customers into um, raving raving fans. And it's interesting because I remember that when I was uh, working for another company, um, Gotta tell you, it was kind of floating a little bit in the job I was doing, and I was I kind of didn't really understand what it was I was supposed to do. Um, and my boss at the time, she was wonderful, really wonderful human, um, great person, um, really nice person too, um, too nice a person to be working in a really cutthroat uh, business. Um, it wasn't that cutthroat, but um, this person gave me a task and said, "Look, this is the one figure you need to focus on." It wasn't ROI; it was a service level. It was you need to make sure that the calls are answered within a acceptable amount of time and that no calls are abandoned. So the service level percentage, I think you called it, um, became my 
focus point. So finding a focus point has been really important and being able to um, uh, zero in on it and focus on it. So return on investment, the amount of money people spend with us and the ad spend that they spend on um, versus the amount of money they make back. And when you divide the revenue by your um, cost, you get what's called a um, return on investment number. And if it's if it's minus, like if you spend $10 and you make $5, then you're in the minus numbers um, and you don't want to be there. So it's when you spend $10 and you make $10, that's whenever you're in plus ROI. And, and that's what we're driving towards. Now, we set it at we're driving towards five times ROI. And I got to tell you, four years ago, whenever I started this off, I thought, hmm, that's a reasonable um, target to go for. Not so sure it is anymore. <laughs> I think it's bigger than that. I think the world is only scratching the surface of online advertising. And I just wonder how far we can take it and how far, like, will will it come to a point where we bring on a customer and we say, yeah, 100 times ROI is what we're driving for. That's what we're going for. And that's what we're going to do for you. Um, and then the other question is, as I've said, is that wrong? Does that mean that we're not scaling up properly? Um, does that mean that we're leaving money on the table somewhere? Does that mean we're not edging out other competitors? I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff there that we need to think about. But for now, I'm happy to focus on driving five times ROI. And with that seems to come massive success for our customers. Felt like a pretty good day today. Tuesdays seemed to be a day where um, we got up pretty, pretty early. Um, as always, Tuesday is our call with our um, Australian customer day and that happens at 9.30 in the morning. So I suppose it's better whenever I'm able to get in pretty early. I think I was in at about half past seven uh, today into the office. Last week, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday, I was in at something like six or so. Um, but it's no chore and it's no complaint. It's a good thing to get in early. Um, gives you a level of control over the day. I always find that if I arrive in at nine, even I end up, um, I like to get a coffee in in the morning <laughs> with my uh, intermittent fasting. It's, uh, um, it's a black coffee in the morning um, before 12, before I eat. And getting that in before nine is definitely important. Now, if I get it in before eight, it's awesome too. And it gives me a whole extra hour, I feel before the day has really started and allows me to come nine o'clock just feel a little bit more in control control and a little bit more prepped for the day i don't really prep the night before i'll definitely try that out at some point um interestingly if you have any tips on you know prepping or how to get ready for the day ahead i'd love to hear them um when you run a business and whenever you're involved in a business there's so many different little aspects of it that i love and i like lists and i like preparing for stuff I don't know if that comes from, you know, a fear of not being prepared for something, but um, preparing for stuff uh, feels good. And, and that's something that I like uh, doing. I suppose it's why I use so many technologies to keep myself um, uh, structured, like Asana for project management, um, Google Sheets for project management, pen and paper for project management. 
um, Google Drive for project management. Even on the folders in Google Drive, I, I tag them as green whenever I've gone through. What I, I mean, there's <laughs> 10 different ways that I tick things off. Um, and I'm always interested in more. I guess being organized is one of the main reasons why we're probably successful, where people can rely on us to go through you know, and do what we say we would do um, because of our organization and how organized we are. Good marketing is probably good organization. Yeah, so I mentioned about our customer that's doing really well, um, making really big ROAS and ROI on a daily basis. And I would like to get that customer ready for scaling that operation. So they currently spend around a thousand pounds per month on ad spend. Um, that's like our entry level of what we like people to, to spend. Um, it doesn't really matter what people spend. It needs to be over a certain amount. It can't just be like, you can't just spend £20 over the whole month. Um, it's too low, and it's definitely too low for an advertising agency to be taken on um, because we have labour spend included, not included in it, but separate to it. So um, this customer is really at the lowest level of what we would um, accept. But when I say the lowest level of what we would accept, they're, they're also at the entry point of what we accept. So there's two reasons why people would... Um, choose that and one is because they are just starting out themselves or two is because we're just starting out with us and they want to make sure that we're trustworthy and that we do the, do what we say we do but now after a couple of months having proved that we do what we say we do like to ridiculous levels um, I want to start to scale this customer and I want to get this customer up to to higher levels um, I want to get them I want to sell out their store um, I, I want to get them to a point where they're opening up new physical shops um, where they're living their dreams and where they're doing what they want to do and where PDG Advertising has been the company that has helped them get there. So to do that, we've got to spend more money and we're already making, you know, easy from our own adverts, easy, um, easy 10 times ROI on any given day and on some days, um, mega ROI, like 280, like 333 ROI. I should clarify that 333 was ROAS, but that's okay, because that's, that's awesome anyway. Um, but now's the time to scale, and um, we do this pretty slowly. Th there's, you know, we've got enough time to talk about this now. Um, scaling an advert is complex. So let's talk about the external factors. Um, your customer needs to know that you want to scale. You can't just whack up a budget without telling the customer that. Um, it's helpful for you to be able to say to the customer in a little bit of a sense check of we're going to spend another an extra £500 this week. Are you okay with that? And the obvious reaction would be from the customer point of view would be if you're doing well and if it's making money, then it should be a no-brainer to do it. If not, I don't even think you should be coming to the customer with the proposition. I think you should know that it's making money. You should be always checking in on that to make sure... like. I've had examples of customers coming to me and saying, we need to scale, we need to increase the budget on this, we need to do more. And I've been like, no, we haven't even figured out if this actually works yet. We need to know if it works or not before you can actually scale up. So that's the first thing, probably. One, know when it's going to work before you start to scale up. Two is um, going over it with your customer. The second part is how much do you scale up by? And with this example of this customer, um, the customer that we're spending about a thousand pounds a month with, 
on ad spend, we would we would be suggesting that we increase that by five hundred pounds. Um, I hope and I believe that someday we'll be doing the PDG Advertising Podcast episode one hundred and thirty seven, and we'll be saying, <laughs> "You remember whenever we were just spending five hundred pounds a, a month?" Um, because I mean, we have other customers that that spend you know wildly more than this, but doesn't really matter how much you're spending it's it's how effective it is and, and this customer it feels really really effective so how much do you increase it by we we are going to increase it by what i would term as 50 percent. so if the overall ad budget is a thousand we're going to increase it by 50 percent, which is um 1500 correct me if you want maybe that's not maybe that's 100 percent, or maybe that's not i consider that to be 50 percent because it's 50 percent of but I, i'm not a math genius um, like some of my team are, and it, that that's what we would increase it by anyway, and and that's what we'd be suggesting to increase it by. And what we're looking for is can we have the same effect? Can we increase um, the spend and keep the ROI either the same, or dare I say it, increase the ROI? It doesn't matter if you increase it or not. If you keep it the same, then it's still it's still awesome. So, not I think the the thing that I'm trying to say is you don't want to like triple the spend or you don't want to quadruple the spend on your first raise you, you want to just test the water and, and why not you may as well um you can do that so going a little bit softly softly that is important now i don't i've never heard of anybody just going gung-ho and saying right well let's stick another five thousand pounds on this i don't i don't think that that happens um on the third or fourth scale or whenever you've got like a few weeks into it you, you do find yourself and your customer getting more in tune and them trusting you more with the budget and you know knowing that whenever they put invest money into what you're doing that it's not losing budget and you can see the factors that are important um it even gets kind of cool whenever you're maybe not making immediate money but you're pulling in leads that you know will make money in maybe eight months or so imagine the trust that has to be there for you know you to spend £10,000 on leads coming in in um, January that won't um, come to fruition until like August, September time and that happens and and that's only after you know working with customers for for quite a while but anyway um, when you're scaling your first whenever you found something that works my suggestion is to not go crazy to just do it scale it a little bit don't don't feel that you've got a you know put all your money in the bank into it just just a little bit at a time um is okay um it's really up to yourself but but that's how we roll we play kind of cautious with this because we know that there's other factors at hand and what are those other factors well facebook has a funny way of whenever you have an advert that's running and it's not just facebook it's all of these um platforms so whenever you have an advert that's running all of your logic could point towards put more money in, get more money out. And it's obvious. And there's no reason to think any different than that. Um, but what we found is by tinkering with the ad set, which is what you have to do if you're going to scale the advert, or sorry, it's what you might think that you have to do if you're going to scale the advert by just raising the budget. And it's a really simple version of you know increasing the budget on your adverts. And this is for Facebook that I'm talking about. The second that you do that, I can nearly guarantee that all of your advert will fail. 
that your scale will not happen and that the ROAS that you were getting will just cease. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I'm not sure what it's about. I've read up numerous things about it. Uh, it'll become clearer to me in the future, I'm sure, after executing more on it. But um, it's not just me that has noticed this on Facebook groups, on you know articles and things like that. I have. We've seen that um, other people are experiencing the same thing. So if you add budget, it seems to screw with the algorithm or whatever's going on, and then um, your ad set just dies at death. So what do you do? What we do is we recreate the advert. We, we pause the original advert and then we recreate the advert with a higher budget um, instead of tweaking the original advert. Um, specifically for um, uh, whenever we are uh, scaling adverts. So if we're adding another ad, if, if we're tweaking adverts until they're right, we'll do that. We won't up and down the budget. But whenever, we're, whenever we've got a good advert that's running, we don't tweak it anymore. Um, we, we keep it, we pause it, and then we create another one on top of it. So if I was to backtrack a little bit, whenever you have an ad that's running well on Facebook, i.e. it's making money, you can see ROAS, you can see ROI from it, you're getting sales from it, um, be really cautious over messing about with it for want of a better term because what can happen and what does happen is whenever you increase the budget by that extra £500 a month, um, if that's what you're doing, then what can happen is it can advert and it won't work again any anytime soon. And you have to start that whole process again of trying to redo it and trying to make it right. And what has happened before, and I've seen it happen before, is that people just lose faith and they say, well, obviously this Facebook thing is completely crazy and it doesn't work. Um, but although I can't really explain it and I can't tell you why, I just know that mucking about with ad budgets is not a, is not a good idea. Um, there's a certain way to delicately... Um, scale and that's what we'd be doing for our for our customer <laughs> so that's a lot of that's a lot of talk what what, what to recap what did we uh, go over so number one understand what your budget is with your customer um, don't give them any surprises there it's a surefire way to lose trust number two um, don't go crazy with the extra budget don't um, try to scale up by 15 times what you're spending already go a little bit slower than that I'm going to be going for like 50% increase. Um, I think it's 50% increase, but that's what I'm going to be going for. And that feels comfortable. Um, and then three, don't, don't just tweak the adverts that are going well. Keep those because you'll want those to, you'll want to save those and you don't want to do anything to ruin those. Um, so pause those adverts and recreate new ones with a higher budget. Um, and the worst that can happen then is if the new ones don't work, then you can turn them off and you can go back to your, your high performing adverts in the, in the back end. Talk about a incredibly uh, technical, in-depth part of the PDG Advertising Podcast. I hope that you could follow it okay. Um, it's the, the podcast is so small right now. I have no way of really gauging um, if we are engaging or not. I know we're getting new listeners. I know that more people are listening to the podcast. But I don't really know how well I'm speaking or, or how people are appreciating the sort of long-form aspect of this um podcast i i hope um it's going okay um it feels like it's having an, an impact on my business anyway so <laughs> even if other people are to join it um it's uh it's still having a an interesting positive effect on the business i think in terms of structure and 
you know, going through what went well during the day and, and things like that. So that's awesome. Um, but why, why I'm saying this is because I'm going to start taking some lessons in speaking. Um, you know, I've got a slight, uh, well, <laughs> I think it's slight, but you might think it's quite uh, pronounced a, a lisp that I don't really feel bothers me in day-to-day um, speaking, but I wonder if it annoys people in on the on the radio, on the podcast, and I'd like to be better in that regards. I think maybe self-improvement in that area of speaking will be useful for the future anyway, um, and just getting my point across to customers and to team members and, and all of that great stuff. So, um, And I think the podcast is helping with that anyway, um, so that's good. I wonder if saying M too much is a problem as well. I was watching something on the news um, today about, or not the news, the one show here in in the UK and uh, they were saying about how many times people say M and like and I'm sure I've got many of those um, different things that I say. I will, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes with um, some of the elocution lessons going forward for the podcast for your listening pleasure. And leaving you on um, I don't know if I mentioned it in yesterday's podcast, but we have a new team member coming on board. I don't know when. I've put up the advert on Indeed.com. Pretty incredible if it was someone on the podcast listening that ended up being a new team member. Um, you'll find it in Indeed.com for a digital advertising associate um, in, with a market, with an account management um, focus. So this... This person will come in and help us to organize and structure our business, um, help us communicate well with customers, help us make sure everybody's happy and make sure everybody's doing what, um, that we're doing what we say that we would for our, for our customers. Um, really someone to hold us to account. And I think that's what's missing in the team. I, I think um, the strategic vision is overlapping with the tactics and there's, there's a, a difficulty in break it through but really small so that's okay you know we're only um two uh full-time people and then a bunch of amazing contractors around us um helping us grow so i don't know um i don't know when we're going to fill that post Um, i'm looking forward to seeing the applications i'm looking forward to working on it with anthony um anthony and i will do the interviews and you know we'll we'll work out um who the best person is for the for the job and no doubt no doubt you will hear about it here on the PDG Advertising Podcast. Um, and it won't be episode 38, but episode 38, I'm sure, will be filled with some interesting stuff tomorrow. So have a wonderful evening, and I will be back with you tomorrow on the PDG Advertising Podcast. Thank you for listening.